on this episode of My Adventure in Space and Time. Oh, when they were running around all the London landmarks. No, that that's not filler, that is gold. That was gold. Yes. Never cruel, never cowardly, but also never afraid to use his stick. Yeah. It's, it's forbidden, forbidden to, to dump, dump bodies in the river! Welcome to My Adventure in Space and Time, a modern Whovian's journey through classic Who. I'm Shona, I'm that Whovian, and I'm back again with Caroline. Hello! Yeah! And we're really excited because we're going to do um, the Dalek Invasion of Earth. That is what it's called, right? Yes. Good. I don't know. I, for some reason I was like, is it the Invasion of Daleks? Is it the... I, I just had a little freak out. I could see the panic kicking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Could you see it in my eyes? And do you know what? Do you know why I can see the panic kicking in, people? <laughs> Because we're, we're in, in the, the same room. We're in the same room. It's so fun. I know. So we and we. Well, we only did this because we ran out of time, really. Or that was why I told you that I hadn't watched the episodes. We just watched the episodes together. Like we've literally just watched them mere minutes ago, and then we had to fanny around a bit and figure out how we were going to record this with my Small limited. Setup. Yeah, with my limited resources. <laughs> um, but it's it's weird. I like it. It is. It's good. I know. I'm looking you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird. Yeah, but we're. But I can also... be interviewed though, sitting like facing you with a microphone. Yeah, it's a little this, bit this weird. Feels I'm... Quite official. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be comfortable with it. But actually, that wasn't even why I was going to say I was excited. I was going to say I was excited because you bloody love a Dalek. I bloody love a Dalek. I don't know if I've mentioned it at all. It may have crept in. You yeah, bloody I love a Dalek. Bloody love a Dalek. <laughs> Um, and now you can see why, because we've had a lot of fun this afternoon watching this. Oh man, it was good. It was real good value. And then unexpectedly moving, and then yeah, we were crying. Yeah, and I, the best of it is I got the joy of watching your face, because I knew what was coming and you didn't. I didn't, I didn't know what was ahead of me, no. It was crazy. Okay, but first, should we do a... I think we probably can do a who and now, because A, there's things to talk about, and B... The reason I had been a bit unsure about doing it again was because I was recording things really far in advance, but then I couldn't record for ages and now, so this isn't going to come out, this is probably going to come out in like a couple of weeks or something, yeah, Yeah, so. We've only got one more in the bag so far, I think, haven't we? Yeah. (laughs) We're just keeping it fresh and relevant. Pay no attention to me behind the curtain. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how much there is to talk about. I was going to mention... Obviously, the biggest news, unless more hap- unless we get more news in the next couple of weeks. We seem to have a habit of this, that we've just discussed it, and then about three days later, something else kicks off and we've missed out. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, the, watch this space. Yeah, but the big thing, obviously, is that uh, Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall are leaving. But we have discussed this a little bit on, if you want to listen to it, on the Who Can Convince You podcast yeah. that Harry and Luke do. They did a really fun episode where they had like um, an invasion of other other podcasters, other Doctor Who podcasters, giving their thoughts on uh, what it would be like to to show run Doctor Who, um, and that was really fun. So yeah, definitely check that out if that's interesting to you. Um, we sort of we sound a bit insane. I think I I felt a bit insane when we were recording it. I was we did it quite yeah. last minute, so there was quite a lot of winging it. Yeah, um, but it was fun. But it was fun. It was yeah. really nice. Um, it was a bit bananas, uh, but we had fun. But yeah, I don't know. Is there anything we want to say about all that? 
I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, we've had sort of a lot of discussions kind of personally about the, how irritating, I suppose, now that we've had this announcement, yeah. the speculation starts and it winds us both up quite a bit that the same six names get thrown about yeah. and people just start suggesting complete rubbish and yeah. like A-list American actors <laughs> that are never going to take it on and... Yeah, yeah we and it, it appears sort of three or four times a minute on Facebook or yeah. something, and then the tabloids get hold of it, and it's just quite tiresome now. It annoys me, I think, more than it should. You know, yeah. like it really yeah. bugs me. I'm, so, I, I get so fed up with it. Yeah, I, I really hate so it. So many times you can do an eye roll. Yeah. Oh, someone suggested Richard Ayadi again. Again. <laughs> It was it was Ryan Reynolds that pushed me over the edge. I, I was like, who the like, do you know what? He's, he's, he's not busy at the moment or anything. I'm sure he could pop over for and sit in Wales in the pissing rain. Ryan Reynolds. Anything better he's been offered, you know. Man, I'm I'm sorry if if on the off chance whoever posted on one of the Facebook groups I I follow if if they're the Ryan Reynolds suggester, okay, I'm sorry. But we disagree. But I hate we it. have to agree to disagree. But actually, yeah, I quite think quite strongly. And it's not even often the choices that bother the, bother me. That those sometimes ones like those do. But also, yeah, it's mostly just the it's the repetitiveness yeah. of it for me. It's like every single day something yeah. goes. Have you thought about? It? And you're like, yes, because yeah. it's been mentioned ten minutes ago. <laughs> if you scroll back a bit. Yeah. So I guess that's not what we're gonna do. We're not gonna speculate a new doctor. No, but I like the fact that you get somebody that's not super well known because yeah. then you come into it without, you know, any preconceptions about what they're going to be yeah. like or what their doctor's going to be, and it leaves it a little bit open for them to bring something to it. Yeah, like Jodie Whittaker, for example. I I did know who she was. Like yeah. I'd seen her in other things because we'd watched sort of your Broadchurch and then like weirdly St Trinians. But other than that, <laughs> she doesn't have like a typecast. Or yeah. she's not really well known for a particular character, yeah. and she she's wasn't done... a total household name. I don't think. No, and she's done. And you're right that she's not one type of act. Like she's done so many different things. The first thing I saw her in was Venus, that film with. Oh yeah, with uh, Peter O'Toole. Yeah, so I saw her in that, and I saw her in Black Mirror. But mm. also, yeah, she like she she's done things like. Like irreverent things like St. Drinian's and yeah, just, yeah, that was the two most juxtaposing things I could think of. Yeah. Like how serious and incredible her character was in Broadchurch, and then how yeah. sort of slightly ridiculous and a bit goofy the St. Drinian's one was because it was a goofy yeah. film. So, yeah, like when I found out it was her, I was like, you know, scrolling like, like we're doing now, scrolling back th- like through her back catalogue and being like, oh my god, she did this and this, and mm-hmm. oh, that's gonna be cool. And but you didn't know which which angle she was gonna go at it. Like, is she gonna be quite serious? Is she yeah. gonna be quite dark and follow on the Capaldi thing, or is she gonna be quite goofy and a bit of like, yeah. And then you get to do the fun thing where you get into things that you didn't know they'd done. Like, I what well, over lockdown, I watched Attack the Block. Which is oh, yeah. yeah, it's got John Boyega in it, really young John Boyega in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good, really cool monster design. And I watched, oh, what's it called? I can't remember what it was called. Maybe someone can tweet us and tell us. But it was she, the thing where she are you are you gonna Google it right now? It's the thing where she was making up little plays with her thumbs. She's I think the premise is that she had a twin that had died, and she's dealing with her grief. And she's, I think, oh, in her thirties, and she's living in her parents' shed, and she makes little videos where she draws faces on her thumbs. Um, oh, thanks. Adult life skills, and she look how many things she's been nominated for because of. I know because of that one thing. Yeah. So and yeah, 
it's it was real good. That's my Jodie Whittaker plug. Finished, yeah, I guess. I mean, as if she needed plugging, but yeah, always here for her. Always here for her. Yeah, great stuff. Okay, that was semi relevant. That was. And yeah. there's not been any major news at the moment because we're in that limbo state. Yeah, that was the who and now. We've had a run. Yeah, <laughs> uh, great. Okay, so let's talk about this. So, this is probably going to be stru- structured a little different. Sorry, Invisalign. Structured a little uh-huh. different, uh, because normally I guess I'll. Uh, me and and you or whoever whichever guest it is will watch it separately i'll make a bunch of notes i'll make little synopsises of each of each episode we haven't done any of that we've literally just watched it in my started living room waffling. started waffling <laughs> this is the waffle so it maybe it's going to be a bit more loosey-goosey um but maybe that'll i be think fun. as we said before we started recording there's so much good juicy actual stuff that we can discuss in this i don't think we need to drag out describing what happens because there's yes. so much good stuff to talk about yeah. in this it's it's fairly easy to describe. They arrive on Earth, but it turns out it's the future and it's kind of dystopian future of Earth where the Daleks have taken over Earth. They all get kind of split up throughout the story and end up, but they all end up back at the mine where the Daleks are trying to... What are they trying to do? They're digging to the Earth's core. They're digging, to, they do. They're digging to the Earth's core because they want the Earth's, the Earth's core for whatever. Um, yeah, and everyone's on their own little separate adventures to, to get back there. Um, and to kind of avoid the Daleks yeah. in them, yeah, all the while. There's pretty much three separate really good storylines going yeah. on. Yeah, most of this, which is quite nice. Because sometimes I feel like they splinter off to kind of get rid of somebody for a little while because they don't know what to do with them. Or this yeah. one, all of them had yeah. like a really valid plot going oh, on. Oh, like for example, right, the Sensorites. Barbara is not in it for most of it. So yeah. they start. They leave her on the spaceship. Because she, for some reason, they make up a reason. To the point where I was... Girl needs a day off, man. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, could Jacqueline not Barbara go? Barbara can't kick ass every day. I thought maybe ja- Yeah. Well, I thought maybe Jacqueline Hill just maybe couldn't, like, film those days. So I was like, maybe she's not going to be in any of this. But what's amazing is, the last episode, they bring Barbara back down. And she just sorts shit out, man. She's like, she she's like, right, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. And she just figures it all out. Yeah. A story yeah. needs a Barbara. Yeah. I think oh, Eddie was really funny the way he described it. He was like, he was like, I'm Barbara. I've got a great haircut. I'm here to sort shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Barbara's hair is... With her three tins of hairspray that's on that thing. It's It does huge. not move. Doesn't yeah. matter what kind of explosion she's been in, that girl's hair does not move. It, yeah. It's spectacular. It does not move and it's big. It's excellent. Yeah. It's as 60s as it gets, really. Maybe we should just talk about Barbara for a bit because we've got a lot to say about <laughs> Barbara. Barbara special coming maybe on. maybe this is the way to structure it. Um, because, man, if I needed even further convincing about Jacqueline Hill and Barbara, like which this I is the episode yeah this is the episode which I which I didn't need further convincing no. of you know, I've just been editing Planet of Giants that that was okay if we're talking in the future has just come out. <laughs> Or it was the hopefully. last episode that was released, hopefully. <laughs> um, and and she just and, and a lot of it is me gushing about how she does a beautiful performance. But I can always gush about Barbara. Remember at some point in this, Barbara chucked a bomb and I got really excited and I thought, oh wow, that's the best thing Barbara will do all episode. And I sat in my corner and said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because um, I knew. You lie in wait and then <laughs> and then saw me lose my mind when she I would look I was just happy to see her driving the bus. 
Yeah. It was the most iconic. I know she's already hijacked a truck because Barbara. Oh yeah, it was a yeah, it was like a bus truck. It was, and I don't say this lightly, it was as exciting as when Posh Spice drives the bus in the Spice World, and because comparison. because Meatloaf is taking like, a break. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just another woman with immaculate hair. Yeah. <laughs> Smartly dressed, regardless yeah. of the situation. The only... In charge of a heavy vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> what more could you ask for? The only... I guess the only uh, better thing about when Posh Spice takes the bit... When Posh Spice drives the bus is because there's a bit where London Bridge is... Ah, uh, the cliche. Oh, yeah, the t- when the... The Tower Bridge when it, Yeah, when it starts no, to... No, what are they bascules? Uh, I don't know. Bridge the, terminology. Yeah, the one that splits and, and she has to jump the you know, the space. And she goes, hold on to your knickers, girls! <laughs> and she does some classic acting where she, like, throws her hands back to show that she's going to jump the bus. And then, and it's very Doctor Who, actually, it's like a tiny little miniature bus that goes over. It's like a Play-Doh oh. bus, you know, that goes over. Oh, it's yeah, good, man. special effects in this. You oh, know, themselves. Yes. But anyway. Okay, where are we starting? Let's get back on track. Oh, here. sorry, I was still talking about Barbara. Anyway, I just wanted to say how much I loved it when she plowed, when she mowed down those Daleks. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing I hate to say it, but like these things like they're just sort of comedy gold as well as being absolutely brilliant and you don't get that in the modern one because now Daleks are like bulletproof and yeah, sure. fly and they don't trundle about in casters, but there's something really good about watching one just getting play. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sort of jokingly going, Run them over. Oh my god, she is running them over. Get yeah, in, girl. Yeah. Jenny in the back was like, That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, Mitch, do you know what might be a good way to do this if we talk about each of those separate little because they're kind of split up into factions aren't yeah, they like sort of storylines yeah you've got right. you've got susan and dreamy david um and the doctor i guess they're kind of all together in the sewers mm. you've got barbara and jenny these are all members of what the resistance or uh, jenny david they're yeah. all people that were the as rebel ever. alliance yeah like, as right ever. yeah and again kind of contrasting modern who dalek episodes where they're taking over there's always that wonderful little bunch of humans that are just living in a sewer, like absolutely not making their own explosives. Yeah. And it was very like, um, oh, uh, sound of drums, all that. Uh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a bit of that as well. I was thinking of that woman that, um, oh, I was also thinking of the, is it the Cybermen episodes uh, or Age of Steel, all that one, those ones. Yeah. He meets that lovely woman. Uh, yeah, and like alternative Mickey and oh yeah, because yeah. they're a resistance. Ricky, and he's Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a bad joke, but it works. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I forget things that have happened yeah. <laughs> in you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they, they. I forgot they created Ricky. Yeah, or I'm even just thinking about like the the sort of extending that into them when they all connect at your sort of end of days ones. Yeah. When you've got like little Harriet Jones running out from her basement and oh, yeah. Sarah Jane's involved and they're all linked up but oh. oh man. Oh yeah, the uh, stolen stolen, stolen Earth journey's end. Yeah. yeah. Journey's end that was Yeah, it. yeah. I'm getting really bad with my titles. Um I feel like I'm slacking. I think I have to read them so many times that I think I, I think I often remember. Though I mean, oh, I'm gonna go. I was just like, you just steal something. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Slacking. Yeah. Yeah. So where will we start? I feel like in these stories, the Doctor's not like the main focus in this story, like at all. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, the other characters are all totally on a parallel with him, if not actually running more of a storyline. I would say that's consistent throughout 
this mm-hmm. first season in a bit that yeah, I've covered. Yeah, like, he's not doing the heroics. No. At this point. Because even, and I know that he's not doing the the physical heroics ever, but mm-hmm. but not even, I remember at some point near the end he had to figure out something to get them out. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the first time the Doctor's used his intellect to do something. Apart yeah, like from... nobody all kind of trails around after him like a puppy, like, oh, save us, save us, save us. Like, yeah. everybody's kind of just working yeah. on a par, and I like that. I like that too, yeah. Obviously, like, I think it's fun that the Doctor's a mad genius, but there is something about this era where... I mean, he is in charge to a degree, but especially in this story, though, yeah, like, they're all just... They're all just getting on with it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all like separate. A, I feel like he's sort of like a little backseat genius. And I don't mean that badly, but they all sort of still oh, refer back to him. And they all still kind of need to know where he is and need to be asked. And he's like that little comfort blanket that they all go back to if like the Doctor knows about Daleks. Yeah. But they're not all constantly completely lost without him. Yeah. Do you know? And if, you know, bits when like in this episode when he does end up knocked out for half a one in the episode you're like that's fine everybody else has still got their own thing yeah. going on it's not like everybody's going oh what will we do all standing around him helplessly oh, yeah. and that was there's some other bits of filler in this episode as well there's yeah. some stuff that's like oh when they we were running this? around all the london landmarks no that that's not filler that is gold that was gold that yeah. is sorry gold. i apologize <laughs> i won't have that i'm sorry yeah. And Ian was really resourceful as well. Remember when he got put in that um, toilet roll holder? I mean, <laughs> his little bog roll tube. His little bog roll tube. His, <laughs> his capsule. Really <laughs> that was really him doing actual stunts. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've got a quote from you then when that happened. Um, <laughs> oh when God. he got. When he, Please never write down stuff that comes out of my face. I've, written down, never. I've written down so many. Um, <laughs> oh, when, no. he, when he fell out. Of, so when they. They were like launching a capsule that was gonna, I guess, that um, was to blow a hole into the Earth's core. Yeah, and but unfortunately, Ian had already hidden in it, and didn't didn't know what it was. In a rookie error moment, rookie error from Ian decided to hide in a hole. It was the worst hole he could have hidden in. Suddenly, he was thrown towards the Earth's core, and he did a lot of. At first, we thought he was just pulling on the wires, but then it looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was. I don't know what he's doing. He was. Joining wires to the wires, he was like, "Ah, this might work." Um, Teacher and- come electrician. Of, sure. Of alien technology yeah. now. Okay. Oh, but I think he's a chemistry teacher, isn't he? Yeah, but you don't tend to wire up alien bombs. Not that that's what chemistry is, but like, I'd, I don't know. I just meant he's a science teacher. Like, I thought maybe. I just, I oh dear. That's pushing it. All right. Science teacher. But sure, for whatever reason, he manages to get himself free. Just brilliant. And then he, but he has to kind of drop out the capsule. But obviously, he's fine. He like falls into something, not very convincingly, but you know, he did his best. And and when you saw the, his little figure fall out of the. You went, it's definitely a bog roll tube on a string. You went, oh no, tiny plastic Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just going to write that down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, but they were all really resourceful. They were all doing their own thing. You know, Susan and Dreamy David were away, like... Fishing, apparently. Oh, yeah. And then... And then slapping each other a bit with a wet fish. And then but, I mean, flirting with that wet fish, yeah. Ah, uh, young love. Oh, young love. <laughs> Dreamy David was great because, well, we were really chuffed with ourselves, weren't we? Because yeah, at some point, we were like, "Is he a Scottish guy doing an English accent?" Because mm-hmm. we every so often, you know, most of the time he was like, "Susan, get down," and then like, at one point he was like, "Get up there." 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we were like, hey, and it turned out he is a Scottish actor. Yeah, we can yeah. sniff him out. We can sniff him out. I think we need to extend this to the wider episode of just, I feel like if the who and now thing starts becoming quite awkward as we're sitting waiting on news, I feel like we can maybe start a new feature, just yeah. inconsistent accent of the week. Because, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I sort of presumed around this time they probably weren't keen on a regional accent, you know, and they probably just wanted no. everything to be... But th- there was... Now, you you know who this actor is. Yeah, now, I can't remember his name again. It's one of these things I would have to look up, but being a bit of an old comedy fan as well, I'm a proper old soul. I'm looking, I'm going, I recognise him. And it's one of the guys, when they get to the mine, who helps them into the mine, Yeah. Um, for reference. I'm looking, and he's doing a West Country accent. Or at least he starts off... Giving it a go. ...doing a West Country <laughs> accent. I have a crack at one, vaguely. And I'm looking, and it's... it's For those of you that are also kind of old comedy watchers, it's the guy from Are You Being Served who plays Rumbled. He's Mr. Rumbled in Are You Being Served, who is an incredibly posh middle manager in that and and he dips in and out of incredibly posh middle manager in this and then goes back to attempting like a really terrible like Uwar Mummerset accent somewhere yeah. in the middle of it it's just I it's bizarre I don't remember what his name in this episode was because you just kept calling him Rumbled you were like oh Rumbled's back <laughs> I was just so surprised to see him because I think I, yeah I've probably, I don't think I've ever clocked that before but look I that's what was really that's what I really liked about this episode was all those different factions and you got time for them to explore the different dynamics in, in each group. So you had all yeah. this stuff with Susan and Jamie David. You know, what's strange is, right, is that when you first start watching An Unearthly Child, she's 15. Mm-hmm. But also she's Caroline Ford, who's presumably an adult. Yeah. You know, in, I want to say, at least... 20s if not 30s yeah right so i i don't know when how old she was when she does it i know i can easily find out but um it doesn't matter all that matters is you know she's she's playing a child she's an adult so but also you don't know how long they've been traveling yeah so when you so i was a bit like is this chemistry and i was like no it's not that's that's you because you know isn't she meant to be like a teenager and i was like is but is she a teenager and they think that that's fine that she has, that she's kind of getting together with this guy, or is it that we're meant to believe that enough time has passed that she's at least kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Then and again, at, if, at you, least I if you were sixteen, adult. you could quite easily. But then yeah. maybe how old's he meant to be? I guess. Well, that's yeah. He could that's be exactly uh, what I was going to say. He's maybe meant to be like some sort 18, of nineteen-year-old, yeah, eighteen, yeah. nineteen. In which case, it's not particularly creepy at all. Yeah. But if he's thirty and she's still fifteen, then we've got a problem. <laughs> but I mean. You know. Yeah, it was hard to do. So, in, I Artistic mean, just creative license. I think. Yeah. Well, the only reason I brought it up is because I, it. That's why it took me a while to be like, wait, are, uh, are they? Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then once it, once I was like, no, no, they are. Um, you know that that whole thing was it going on, itself. and that was interesting because then I was like, oh, like is she, and you know, and when she was talking about her identity and whether she would want to keep traveling, and you know, that was. That she was a bit of a sort of coming of age moment. Wasn't yeah, it? and she had time to kind of do that. And then we had all the stuff with Barbara and Jenny, where they had to. Well, first they were with the guy. I forgot his name. The guy in the wheelchair that was the scientist that was making the bombs. Mm-hmm. So they were a wee team for a while, and they were running around London. That was an odd team, that because you couldn't. I don't think you can work out for a lot of it whether you're on his side or not. 
Yeah, because they portray him quite early on as being slightly cantankerous and not going along with what the rest of them are doing and he's sitting in his lair coming up with his bombs and the rest of them yeah. are like, it's not going to work, we're all going to die. And he's like, no, no, it's fine, out you go. go and do you know what's them. funny? They, they were trying to get those notes to the doctor, right? So yeah. that's why they go to the mine. Everyone eventually meets together at the mine and they go there because he's like, before he kind of sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. he's like, get these notes to the doctor. Yeah. But... He never gets them. They only use them to cause a diversion, mm-hmm. really, for the Daleks. But fine. But I then guess. he doesn't actually, when you think about it, he's not actually wanting those notes to get to the Doctor, particularly, I don't think. I really? think that was a bit of a distraction. For them. Because if you think about it, he leaves them, like, on the desk. Yeah. And then does his disappearing act. I think that was all a bit of a ruse. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. I did enjoy the montage a lot. I know we've already mentioned <laughs> it, but oh my god. so... I'd forgotten how funny it was. Because <laughs> obviously like, the, the, that iconic shot of like the Daleks like at Westminster is, yeah. is, is adorable. But the more we watched it, the more we ended up laughing because the speed that she's running through <laughs> London, like sure, shoving this little hell. man, they must have had so much fun. Sprinting. Still in her immaculate suit and a court shoe. And her hair. And her hair hasn't moved. No. And then, like actually the distance they covered in London. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, you know, I know London semi well, but yeah. I feel like the Hyde Park bit when they're just at the Albert <laughs> Memorial. There's absolutely no need for that whatsoever. <laughs> covered some distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Westminster's kind of iconic, and you're like, okay, they're in London. That's sure. very sweet. There's a little bit of it, but then they just kind of keep going with it. For <laughs> How many landmarks can we can There's we cover? No purpose for the yeah. Albert Memorial at all, but it's lovely. It was it's good really fun. Sweet. It was good fun, and it was one of definitely one of the moments that was kind of filler, but I didn't mind. No, that's yeah. it. It's okay if it's not a dragging filler. I didn't mind at all. I yeah. think what was quite nice as well was the fact that even at that point, I feel like they were acknowledging the whole like Daleks can't do stairs thing as well because yeah. they have that shot of the Dalek coming along South Bank. And looking up at the staircase. Oh, yeah, and it's like, oh. it's little eye socket <laughs> thing, and you're like, oh, look at him stumped by the stairs. And then again, there's a shot of them coming to like the top of the steps at the Albert Memorial and just looking down, like, we can't do this either. Yeah. And I wonder if that was maybe just like them having a bit of an in joke, because yeah. it feels like it was a lot of fun. Just, London is all steps. I mean, yeah, this is, oh, I don't want, I don't think there's any point in me. I was on the precipice there of a rabbit hole, which was. Well, why didn't the resistance just get up some like you know oh, like no. why didn't they Don't place be that some person. yeah and that's like be that person yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> um I I don't mind that they didn't really address the stairs thing but I like yeah that yeah, little I mean this still goes on the Daleks and the stairs thing yeah it's, it still gets mentioned every Dalek episode just about you know yeah sure Tom Baker does a lovely one a bit further on in series well in his sort of fourth yeah, Doctor yeah. era and then obviously when they brought them back and yeah. It, it does get used. I'm trying to think. It gets used in Sylvester McCoy episodes as well with yeah. Ace. Like it's it's gone through, and then that's weirdly when you first see a, a levitating Dalek. But that's I've already for another day. Well, I I'll say it quickly, but I have already said in the podcast I was really embarrassed because I didn't know that happened, and I thought a lot of people didn't. Loads of people went bananas when that hit. Well, and I the, fought the like first with time. The ninth Doctor. Yeah, well, that's what I. Never mind. You can't make Daleks fly. Whole point was they went up the stairs, and there was like a few of us kind of going, but but they can, but most people hadn't realised at all. Yeah. I guess because Sylvester McCoy stuff didn't get as well watched because obviously that was the series before it kind of cancelled. So yeah. 
I don't know maybe the ratings were down and people didn't watch it, but it's actually a really good episode, that one. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. But yeah, basically it's like a non and had to tell me that and I didn't really believe that. Anyway, it was, yeah, it was it's embarrassing. A it's a thing. <laughs> it was embarrassing you for me. Learn. You're still miles away from Sylvester McCoy territory. So I know. We've got a lot to cover before then. I dread to think how long it'll take. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Right, so... Oh yeah, so Barbara and Jenny. Do you know what I really liked about the Barbara and Jenny partnership was that mm-hmm. when Barbara first meets Jenny in the resistance bit, she's kind of she's pretty grumpy. She's kind of hostile. Yeah. Remember, she Susan's hurt her ankle, and she's like, she's like, oh, I've heard your food. Have you like give me a food? And she just yanks it up, and Susan's like, ow. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, they, and she's like, hmm, looks all right. <laughs> and she's like, why didn't you put a wet bandage on it? And Barbara's like, we were a little busy. Like, My favorite is again coming back to kick-ass Barbara is just the look on her face. Like there is an eyebrow raise. If you, if anybody listening that goes back and watches it. Look out for the eyebrow raise because it's Oscar winning. It's a oh, proper yeah. like eyeful stuff. But I quite enjoyed Jenny's character. Like she's she's pretty raging. There's a bit of development there though. Yeah, at you first would I be. thought she like you know she's just going to be really irritating. She's going to be like that kind of awkward person. Yeah. And actually, her and Barbara's little evolution is quite nice. Yeah, they become like such a strong team at the end. Mm-hmm. And and I know I mentioned this while we were watching it that this is great for the Bechdel test. This and yes. that they're you know. They're two women that are just. They're doing something purposeful to the plot. Yeah. That isn't romantic. That isn't. That yeah. Not and it's, relying on men to come and rescue yeah. them. But like, also, yeah, they're not just servicing the, no, the other men no, in the story. They, like, they've literally yeah. got their own storyline going, which again is the beauty of the sort of factions of this story kind of spreading out that everybody's got their own yeah. little storyline going. It's crazy to me how even. Even now, it's so easy to watch a to go to the cinema or whatever, or watch a film anywhere. New films, mm-hmm. and none of the women talk to each other. Yeah, women don't talk to other men, but yeah, unless the women... they're having like a cat fight about fighting over yeah. a man or something. Or to- or still or just talking about a man in general. You know, it's yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of mad. It's a bit sickening. Um, yeah, so their yeah their little section was great. Loved when loved when Barbara went on our history teacher diversion great stuff mm. 10 out of 10 for Barbara as always um, yeah there's yeah. nothing much else you can say about Barbara we just love her yeah so we had Susan and Dave, uh, Dreamy David um, my Barbara and Jenny we're not able to refer to him as David now he is Dreamy David he's quite dreamy he is, <laughs> he is. he's a proper 60s pin up guy yeah um, and uh, and and, and, and then we were on site because we realised he was Scottish as well and we're like ah Dreamy yeah. David and he was good as well. I'm not going to talk about the ending yet because I think I want to talk about that. I want to leave that Let's for later that because the there's a lot to say about it. Yeah, um, but I I did think he was very good in it. Um, mm. uh, who else do we have? So we had Ian and Larry. The the subtitles couldn't decide whether to call him Larry or Lenny. But yeah, that was weird. I mean, he was Larry, but he was Larry at one point when he jumps down the mine shaft. Then he briefly turns into Lenny. <laughs> he's alright again it's fine yeah I liked some of the stuff with Ian and the Doctor at the beginning as well when when they'd lost Barbara and Susan Mm because the Resistance had picked them up I don't know if they're called the Resistance (laughs) I think I've called them the word gets mentioned a couple of times but then they don't really get like a better name I think I'm Star Warsing it I'm sorry Um, uh, I was more going down a low low but that's (laughs) my old fashioned comedy again (laughs) going to bite me in the ass (laughs) Now I'm doing it in a silly accent. Oh my god! Um, do you know what I liked? The whole, the beginning was really good. 
it's dramatic, man. I think we need to talk about how dark this episode is. In so many ways, yeah. From the yeah, from the off when that guy that wrote... it opens with a cocking suicide. Like, there's no other way to go about this. If you're thinking this was like tea time telly, small children, mummy, what's that man doing? Five minutes in and he's drowned himself. He's lying face down in a in the Thames. In the Thames, yeah. Which has gone a bit toxic, by the way. Yeah. And even the poster, I mean, the opening shot just about is like, it is forbidden to dump bodies in a river, and you're like, yeah. wow. Can we remember what that meme is? Um, yeah, there was, it's, it's really irritating me because I did try to find it while we were oh, sitting. Someone could tweet us it, maybe. But yeah, if anybody finds it, let me know. Um, good. But it was, cut, it was cutting about on some of the Doctor Who Facebook pages, so I dare say it'll raise its head. It again. was something like. But it was off, off the the format of the sort of roses are red, violets are blue, and then there was like, they had it rhyming. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Something. It must have been something about like roses and then like a river, or no, something that rhymes with a river. Yeah. Oh, I don't liver? know. You know, something, something liver. makes me shiver. Yeah. It's, it's forbidden, forbidden to, to dump bodies, bodies in the river. river. And it's just a little picture of when the doctor and Ian are both just standing looking at it, like taking it in, like it's really important <laughs> information. Like, yeah. we should really stop doing this. Yeah. It's but forbidden. We were also saying, well, I was realising, ah, this is the first time they've done a story like this that's on Earth and is... A sort of futuristic Dystopian, yeah, yeah. And and I remember even the acting seemed really good. It was good. But, and I also realised, ah, well, this is the first time they're not on an alien planet or in the past where mm-hmm. everyone's kind of goes to the default Shakespearean kind of... Overactors. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, heightened, kind of stylized. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this... This feels really real and, and grounded. Yeah, and that's not what I'd, that's not what I'd come to expect from. No. Yeah, I yeah. guess because again the, the stereotypes that go round of, of Doctor Who are always like, oh, the women are always screaming, and you're like, mm, yes and no, but I could argue that the more you watch it, that yeah. actually there's not as much helpless <gasps> kind of things that you need done. The the quarry thing, which is true, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, um, and. Yeah, a lot of it is, is there's some really terrible out of work actors that really overegg it. Um, but this oh. episode's got some proper good stuff in it, I think. Can I mention just when you said um, out of work actors? Um, I just remembered that when this, uh, you uh, it's another funny thing that you said. Um, oh, <laughs> of course. I'm writing this down. Is this what you do when I can't see you on Zoom? <laughs> it was one of the Robo Men, which is it's hilarious. They're called that. They're terrible. Yeah. The humans that are being controlled by the Daleks, is that right? They've got these little things on yeah, their heads. Yeah, and they're... they've been robotized. Because that's robotized. a word now, as of this. I love that robotized um, is a word. Yeah, and again, some some of them are pretty poor. Yeah. Some of them have really well, done it. <laughs> one of the things you said is, this guy said, this guy came in and went, what are these two men doing here? And you went, he got paid for that. <laughs> Down too much, like when this poor guy's like, they never taught me this at Radal, right? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> they've obviously been told to speak kind of like Dalek robot and he drive it's so slow, it's almost uncomfortable yeah. to watch to the point that you're like, I know you're trying to get some screen time, mate, but yeah. stop. Well, and they all walk slowly as well to the point that you're like, get out of shot, get out of the shot because the other actors you can see them waiting to deliver their next line, and this guy's still like, Bob. Boom, 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 trying to get off the set. You're like, move! While we're on the Dalek voices, so oh, two guys credited we're going for the back Dalek. to yeah. accent inconsistencies again, aren't we? Supreme Dalek. Supreme Dalek. <laughs> it's is... like a child. <laughs> it's the one who sounds like this. 
And he has no authority in his voice whatsoever. There was also one that sounded oh so weird. Like one of them's got like a regional accent while we're getting back onto it. Oh. One of them goes like a bit what did we say? We impersonated it right after Africa forgot to write it down. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit um it was inconsistent, yeah. But um there was uh, a good bit when they were all listening. It was when the res- before the resistance bunker wherever they were had been compromised. They were yeah. all they were all, you know, hunkered down there listening to the wireless. And the Daleks were like, um Oh, when they do their radio announcement. Yeah, they were like, we they kept saying we are the masters of Earth. But the guy that whoever was doing it the way they delivered it, it was just like it sounded like he was on like sitting on a washing machine like shuggling it he was, was like we are the masters of us <laughs> I was like just what? Wrong. yeah it was very strange yeah there's some really some of them sound shaky though as well there's some of them oh. sound like they're vibrating it's just weird I guess they don't have a thing that they're well not to the same extent as we do I mean there was they some sort to... of vocal dirt type things I yeah. think because obviously like radiophonic workshop we get and then all the rest yeah, of it there, I mean because yeah. there is when you hear it there is a some sort of yeah. thing but I think at that point it was maybe just like a filter that went over a microphone or something yeah. and they didn't kind of have like that tweaking it in the dub element yeah. a lot I don't think they done. yeah it doesn't sound like they were able to just talk and then the technology would no. Manipulate the voice for them. They they had to deliver it in that they way had to also. Do all the voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny. Right, yeah, so Ian and the Doctor and then and then they get split up. Obviously the Doctor spends most of his time either unconscious or with Susan and David. And Ian ends up with Larry Yeah. And uh, and West Countryman. Nicholas Smith. Oh I get there in the end. Well done. I get there in the end. Yeah. I got um Excited when Ian and Barbara were reunited, though, because they're besties. Oh, it was just so cute with a hug. Yeah, it's nice. I want to talk about just the Daleks in general a little bit. Yes, Because there's lots of thoughts I have on them. Why did the um, Daleks know to come to Earth? Is this the Doctor's fault, is my question. And I don't know why it is, but I just have a feeling it might be. So, I mean, I don't think they specifically pick on Earth. I think there is other things. I'm trying to think back to the games people that were still like computer gamers and did the they did a very brief series on Matt Smith about um what were they called? The adventure games. I think they were just called the adventure games. Right. And they were talking about other wars that Daleks had with other things. And then obviously the Time War, there was loads of species involved in that yeah. and loads of races. So I think obviously we're just focused on the humany ones because it's us and it's meant to be really scary. Like they're yeah. coming for your planet. <laughs> but I think generally Daleks being what they are, they were quite keen on just destroying everything yeah. that isn't a Dalek so yeah. they were probably working their way through other planets as well yeah. and they didn't know who the Doctor was so not so much at this point but when you think this is still fairly early on mm. I don't think as much canon stuff had developed in terms of they had no idea well, how far this was no, obviously, obviously going to go yeah. so at this point no I don't I don't think they really yeah. do um, but yeah so I guess I was a bit unclear on it but it didn't it isn't really addressed in the episode and therefore it didn't really bother yeah, me. Yeah, it doesn't um, really need to be mentioned. I, I think it's more the fact there. that Susan was like sort of mentioning I've seen them before Yeah. and they weren't in charge of Earth and you're like, well, that's because that happens later and yeah. this is before that. And that was basically the whole point of the that's plot. All you I needed, think it's yeah. one of these things that you probably shouldn't overthink because sure. the conspiracy theories still come out from under their rocks. and Sure. I like that when they when you see them killing someone I know it looks different but it's still kind of the same like you know when yeah, they kill someone yeah sort of x-ray kind of thing where it goes yeah. into like the negative but 
how slow was the death of every they drag single... drag out. Yeah. Like, I feel like in modern it's like, zap, dead. In this it was like, it was kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, this goes back to what you're saying, like, this, a lot of this was pretty grim for, for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, T-time viewing. you know, the, the slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the... because you had actors that I want to say, like, whether you want to go for over actors, but actually in this episode that's not the case. But they, they really do go for, like, the death face and everything. Yeah. Like, they really go for it. And it's, it's probably is quite disturbing if you're yeah. a little... I don't know if maybe they overcompensate for the fact that, obviously, at this point, they don't have, like, the laser mm. thing that you can now, obviously, add in special effects. Yeah. So they do just have the little gun thing and they show the little <gasps> flickery things, yeah. which is adorable. That was, like, your close-up um, on the gun, yeah. And again, if you're sort of a bit geeky on your Dalek history, at one point, they, some of them have smoke at certain points <gasps> that they evolved yeah. into that they had little smoke guns in them and that was their thing and then I think for a while they cut back on the x-ray thing and they just sort of like gashed you or something right. oh my um, god and then obviously now we've got Daleks with proper you can see lasers firing out thing yeah. but that they then harked back to that x-ray thing is quite nice do you know what in general this this season so far the, the last story was the same they really upped the ante on the yeah special effects mm-hmm. and sets I guess because once the first series had been a success and you know it's been yeah. renewed you're like okay we'll yeah. pull the stop there I a mean, more still you know still pretty um, pretty cute but yeah, <laughs> I mean some of it's basic I mean plastic Ian and his toilet roll tube yeah maybe not so much also um, the Dalek ship was uh, a bit questionable oh yeah the flanton on a string oh, <laughs> yeah but stuff like that just hadn't really been done an awful lot on yeah. telly because there were very few bits of life at this point. And, and they all looked like that. I mean, even when you th- sort of think about like Thunderbirds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was all puppets. Like that was all just like cardboard tubes on strings. Yeah, yeah. Even up to like your sort of early Red Dwarf, which was like 80s. Yeah. That was late 80s. Their model shots were all actual hand-built models and they sat and like oh painstakingly gosh. filmed them swinging through sets and things to Aww. get them and they they did have a crack at cgi further down and everybody went they're not as nice yeah like everybody liked the model shots better so i think mm. it's a nice evolution for that i'm just remembering the tiny little dalek toy that was on um i know because they wanted to show that the matchbox was... set up yeah the they wanted to show like that he was on a little level or something they were like oh little little dalek little just working really on that level sweet. yeah or that there was that bit um it's a bit blue peter isn't it yeah Here's the one we made earlier. There was that bit when they were, um, like, oh, I think, like, def- it was David and Susan, they were, like, diffusing a Dalek yeah, bomb or something. Yeah, the acid effect was worth it. Yeah, was... oh, that was good. And then there was, like, smoke coming out the floor. It was, it was yeah, pretty impressive. And then at the same time, the bombs that they were throwing were blatantly Christmas bubbles. Oh, so they were, yeah. I think, again, worth mentioning, I'm sure if my trivia reading is serving me correctly, I'm sure this was the first time they'd moved to a bigger set by this point. I've seen two when they were filming. I think oh, they had right, moved yeah. to the Riverside studios by this point. I think this That would explain the river. Maybe the last one as well. I don't know. Maybe for this whole series, but certainly this episode is one of the earliest filmed at the new studio. So they had more space. Yeah. And you do see quite a lot of um, the same being reused, like those old waterside buildings right. are used for a lot of things. So I think, yeah, the, the, probably has more of a scale to it because they've got a bigger space than a a room somewhere yeah, do you yeah. know to make a spaceship out of like just one room yeah. and then have to like move all these cardboard sets in yeah and it was nice seeing them out and about in yeah, london yeah they've got yeah. a lot more outdoor shots and a lot more kind of 
and it's so nice that that's still a thing like in the mm-hmm. you know in in rose you've, you've got you know the, your london eye being yeah. like the main feature and yeah um when you think about what was the other one i was thinking about on oh, the, the slovenes smacking straight off oh yeah ben, and they always seem to go back to westminster but then i guess if you were going to attack anywhere yeah. in britain that would be a good place to start and, and how like nice that. was it when um big ben was like chiming at the end oh i know oh. and then he went it's just the beginning just the beginning oh it's like, very yeah it was dead nice also we really enjoyed whenever a dalek went down a ramp and um yeah i was hoping we would still get to talk about this while we're on special effects and yeah. daleks because it just it shouldn't make me happy that they're a little bit crap but it is yeah. so much part of the charm for me yeah I mean, bearing in mind, like, first Daleks I saw, I, I mean, I've got real memories of the films. Right. Yeah. Which are still a bit like that. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. But, yeah, the fact that they are a little bit shonky and Daleks are generally quite menacing as they move along. And every now and then in these episodes, they move slightly too fast for them to be menacing. And they're like, do 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 They're like, wee! Sort of <laughs> and the bit when they've got the slaves coming out, pulling that great big cart along the train line, which oh, again yeah. is a really nice like outdoor shot. We think yeah. you found an abandoned railway and clarted all this stuff down there. Sure, yeah. That. One of them definitely gets stuck on a rock. You were convinced by that, and I kind of <laughs> believe you. Yeah, um, it's going along on the gravel, and it's already struggling. The man inside, like trying to pedal along underneath, must have been like, "Help!" I'm, and then it sort of comes to a really abrupt stop, and it's like it almost has a couple of goes at going, and then it just decides to sit. Like I'm not screwing this really expensive shot because all these actors are going to have to push that all the way back. Yeah, and start again, so it just sits there and pretends it's supervising. But I'm convinced it gets stuck on a like a very yeah. small shoe height rock. I'm inclined to believe you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's lovely. I'd be interested to know how much control they had in there at this stage because oh, I think not a lot. Yeah, because I was thinking that when we were watching them all wheeling quite fast down the it's ramp. When they come down the ramps and the, the first shot we get of the ramp quite early on, yeah. you should also again things to look out for. It's not touching the ground. No. It doesn't deploy properly. So when they stand on it it keeps pinging yeah. up and down. It's like bouncing and you can see them kinda like trying to step on it like, oh shit, that's not even on the floor. <laughs> um, and then later on obviously they fixed it and the Daleks wheeling down it is hysterical because it's like a child in a shopping trolley. Just that Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to I mean obviously there's not as many like outtake reels from that time because mm. even some behind the scenes footage yeah. yeah like even a lot of the episodes got taped over you just think I'd love to see that just one going sideways like sorry yeah <laughs> but I think they had a really hard time in the suits from all the, the accounts of people that did it like at that point just I mean, even now it must be really hot and really cramped just a little prison yeah but at that point I think it was just like an MDF thing on yeah. casters it must have been horrendous I guess in my mind I'm imagining that they I know they must have I think more controlled than this, but in my mind they're just getting pushed down a ramp and they're like, well... <laughs> in for a penny, yeah, go. In, yeah, I think here they, I go. I think it, there was quite a lot they had to control though from bits that I've read. I'm really showing how badly obsessed with Daleks I am at this point. Mm. But I think from things that I've seen, like accounts of people that worked with them, I mean, they're still complicated now, but there's obviously more technology and buttons that can do things. Yeah. Where just about everything they had was like lever and kind of operated in there. So they were right. like trying to work like the plunger... The gun. I don't know. I don't know if they had the trigger for the little gun thing because you'll never get a close up of that, really, don't you? So that was maybe separate. Yeah. I may have read somewhere as well, like the lights on their head had to be done. Like they would have to like touch a fuse thing. Oh my god! As well, they were doing loads in there. They were doing loads in there. Plus, you've got to steer the thing. Plus, you've got to 
Oh my god. That's um, impressive, you know. It's That's really yeah, impressive. I mean, really, a lot in it. Wow. And obviously, I was saying to you about the lights being thrown in quite late on with yeah. that design as well, because with the black and white screen, they couldn't work out which one was talking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think imagine. there's a lot to think about. I hadn't thought about that, that they're in there like a little one-man band just trying to do everything. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And you've got two hands and your knees are up to your chin in an yeah. MDF box. I must have been... I'd only thought about them pretty... moving around. I hadn't thought, yeah, oh, the Yeah, which would be hard enough hand. anyway when you think about it. Yeah. Can we talk about while we're at it on control as well? Why did they move so much? That's literally the next thing I was going to say. Was it? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I was literally going to say because that. Because it bothered me the whole time. But when they speak, they seem to like rock back and forward in I think episodes. It's, I think it's like you say, though, because they do have the lights, right? But like you Even say, then, it's quite hard. It's still quite hard to see. And I think I wonder if it's like, look, it's this one that's talking. Yeah. yeah. But even when they're not, it was the one that really made me laugh was when he's standing, the little he, the, the yeah, 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 just gender them casually. Yeah. I, don't, I can't help it. They're just, they're in my head, they're cute and I'm yeah. weird. Um, but when it's standing guarding the bottom of the ramp at the entrance to the ship, it's not even doing anything because you're meant to be focusing on the resistance and Ian all trying to work out like how we're going to get on the ship and how we're going to hijack it. And it's still just sitting there like, yeah, like, like just rocking out. Yeah. What are you doing? And if they're talking, their you eye stops. Could have parked one of the empty suits there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just but that's the guard now. Like he's not bothering anybody, sure. and let them get on with their lines. But they still paid someone to sit in there. <laughs> Sugar that about Jim, so we know it's still a thing. Yeah, right. Do you want another Kazi quote? Because oh, it's good. God. Right. Because there was one where we I were... haven't vetted these first. <laughs> I didn't know this was being done. It's a, it was a bit where we we were talking about how much they were moving and there was a it was oh it was that bit where they were pure doing laps like (laughs) (laughs) because black dalek who doesn't even get referred to as supreme dalek at this point yeah they were like the black Black dalek Dalek, like the black knight yeah yeah he comes in does like a really stressed out pacing around the room thing and then sits in the middle and three of them come and just circle him again slightly too fast to be menacing you said and there was something going on but there were a few in the back moving around and you went (laughs) Those two are doing the bloody bolero in the middle there. <laughs> they are though. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know like these crappy things at Village Fates when there was always like the car display team and they would all just reverse about and take the music. That's what they look like. They're always struggling about, yeah. Um, it was really quite well choreographed though, yeah. like because for them not yeah. to hit each other. Do you know what? They were, you can't yeah. have a good bit of vision. Like you can't have much peripheral for them all to be twirling about that little set and not be like doing dodgems, just doofing off things. It reminded me of like synchronized swimming. Yeah. yeah. Or like airplane. Ah, oh, like the stunt display team thing. Yeah, yeah, is. like the yeah. But not that graceful. Where that's why I was going back to more like the terrible car ones you got in face, and they'd just yeah. reverse around like hay bales and stuff, and you'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> well done." <laughs> yeah. Anything else about Daleks? God, I mean, you could go on forever, couldn't their you? Their satellite dishes were short-lived on oh, their back. Yeah. That and they said the reason was they were like, "Oh yeah, because now they don't need to just move on metal." Yeah. So the, when they first started that or the, something, or your first Dalek episode last series, mm-hmm. they had it that they only worked on like their own metal floor. Yeah, yeah. And they, there were bits where they like escaped the Daleks. Yeah, by, because they would like yeah, shove them off track. They and used stuff. it against them, yeah. Um, which I think obviously they had to write out quite quickly because it must have been quite a sort of tiresome plot tie. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, rather than just being like, oh, they've evolved past that, they then strapped like sky dishes to their back. Yeah, <laughs> it was the little sad. But again, that was fairly short lived because I think it actually just looks quite stupid. Yeah, I and wonder. I, I, I wonder one they... that adores a Dalek design yeah. mostly. 
but they were quite unnecessary and if you hadn't mentioned it it was one of those things that maybe again people would have picked holes like oh no I thought they couldn't move without on the yeah. floor as it trundles along the concrete on South Bank but <laughs> um, <laughs> quite shoddily but it's sweet because it just slightly makes me think I don't know how that solves the sort of metal magnetic whatever that system was I don't that they're now like but it makes me think they might be like remote controlled which is a lovely image of just one Dalek powering <gasps> all these little mates yeah with their sky or like them losing signal and just being stuck like help yeah. <laughs> disconnected my wifi's <laughs> off I'm out of range and they talk I don't know I just I adore it but it was again one of those things that they went this actually looks really stupid and then kind of never did it again I also like that you said choo choo sometimes when, well, yeah, when a Dalek when was going along really fast when they're going too fast and it makes me laugh because they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're just zooming it's along so giggly I don't know why they yeah. just look like they're on a mission and I love it yeah um, I mean, I actually do that when I get on a train. I'm quite childish, so... I... Well, this is... I'm just going to take a left turn here uh, just because I'm looking at my notes and just thinking, oh, yeah, what else was there to, to discuss about the story? And something that's come to my attention is the music and also the lack a of music. Lack of... So, right. I noticed, or me and Katie noticed, I think, in the last uh, story, Planet of Giants, that they'd really... Yeah, they'd really upped their game music-wise as well. Like, mm-hmm. it was much fuller. Yeah, it, it felt way less minimal. I was like, oh, wow, this is a bit more kind of lush. And mm-hmm. um, it sound, you know, sounded like they had, like, a, a band rather than yeah. an oboe. So, with that in mind, some of it in this was really cool, right? Uh-huh. Using just using just drums way before Birdman, right? Yeah. So, yeah, all that stuff and was really I cool. like that and they've used this right through into the modern stuff as well as that sort of throbbing like heartbeat sound yeah. effect whenever you're on a Dalek ship <gasps> that was really sinister I love that I mm-hmm. really love that that that's always been a thing because again it was one of those things I remember being quite frightened by that sound when I was little and as soon as they brought that back it was the, the one that stuck in my head when they, they revived it was um, the first time when Rose you think she's been killed at the end of The Weakest Link Aww. and she opens her eyes again and she's on the <gasps> ship and before you actually work out where she is you hear that sound and oh I was like oh and it's the kind of thing that absolutely triggered it in my head and went Dalek ship because I think that's about the first you see of them oh, that's in that so episode cool. of them, right you, I mean you get in that yeah I think so yeah yeah I think I've said on previous episodes whatever we recorded that there is bits of incidental music in mm. particular that really stick in my head um, yeah which might be a nice point to mention actually that this story ties into the Peter Cushing films. It is oh, a very it? Yeah, it's a very, very similar storyline. Yeah. To the point that actually one of the films is called Dalek Invasion Earth. Right, okay. Like A D, twenty one something A D. Right. So and it is a really similar plot line where like Daleks are mining, they're right. on Earth, there is a big saucer spaceship. So it it's quite a similar story, but then there's obviously different because it's different characters and it's not mm. you know with the lovely Bernard Cribbins oh, being an absolute yeah, I've heard about this. diamond. Yeah. So we should we definitely need to do a special at some point where we veer where? off and watch those films because yeah. I've got them and they are where exceptional. Are they, can you remember where they are in the... Yeah, like, so obviously it wasn't released round about the same time as this. Yeah. It was kind of further on and it's one of these things that people will argue to death about whether they're canon or yeah, not. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's entirely up to you. I completely have taken them to heart because I've loved watching them. Sure, I remember them like being that Sunday afternoon film on the telly thing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that incidental music is is what's in my head but th- this story was sort of the precursor to it and that was what they decided to make into the, the cinema version right um, which again I guess is why we said from 
quite early on in this like this is such a good storyline like this is really good yeah um yeah and it was just so different it was from probably any... was a really good story to pick if you were going to then fling it into the cinema yeah it was it, yeah and because it's yeah because it's set on earth as well like it's it's way way more accessible way more personal and yeah um it was way different to any of the ones watched so far really yeah, which is definitely and honestly it's been like that so far i don't think i've ever watched one and been like oh yeah this is kind of like this one like every single episode so far even if i've not enjoyed it as much it's always been something different yeah whereas i think now i think when you think of new who and and this isn't even a criticism it's just a, a fact i think you do have like you know, you have stories that are similar. There's like, but of course that's going to happen because by that point, I mean, there's so much, yeah. you know, how many episodes of there, are there of Doctor mm-hmm. Who at this point? But like, you know, especially in New Who, I think you can split, you can split them into kind of categories. You've got yeah. like your typical base each, under each siege. Season, you've got your, yeah, each season seems to have right, like yeah. a bit of a pattern. You've got it? your rehistorical, you've got your, um, yeah. yeah. Finish on a big two-parter. Yeah. And um, then there's always like one slightly comedy one that's a bit, eh. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> you go, oh yeah, really? You know, like when you start yeah. throwing Peter Kay's absorbable off into things. Oh boy. And that lassie's a talking patio slab, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. That or lassie's like, a talking patio slab. <laughs> it's just bits of you going, what are you doing? Yeah. But every season's got one that's like a little bit silly. Yeah. Or you've got your. Your really... adipose being the other one that's in my head, like the sort of like talking fat. Oh, yeah, sure, cute fat. Um, yeah, they're, they're sort of, but they're fun, and I don't, I don't hate them. Yeah, at maybe all. they have their place. Yeah, sure. They're fun, and I guess if you've got like again, you're watching it with little kids. So there's going to be sure. some of the younger ones in your house that are going to find that kind of thing hysterical, or like your farting Slovenes, and like it's just you need a little bit of silly. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, you can you can sort of categorize. Yeah, yeah, a lot definitely. of new episodes. But so far, yeah, it's been... So, yeah. Everything's just so... Yeah, everything's we'll so different. We need to do a film special with oh, the yeah. Fishing ones. Definitely. Love, um, 100%. But as I say, whether... They'll be angry tweets, I suspect, now, of, like whether it's canon or not. And it's obviously it's not included in your standard Doctor mm-hmm. timeline. And there's huge debate that gets people incredibly angry because he introduces himself and he goes, I'm Doctor Who. Oh, oh went, shit! Oh, you can't do that! <laughs> okay. Um, you know... But yeah. it's Peter Cushing. He's the Hammer Horror legend, so he's kind of sure. Well, and he actually, in another life, would have made a lovely Doctor. I reckon. Cushing. Oh yeah, I think so. Because he's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. If they needed to cast somebody else somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, gonna... we were on about incidental music, and then and then it went down, down a Peter Cushing Cushing rabbit hole. But that's what this episode's all about. We're we're loosey goosey on this episode. Yeah. We're gonna go wherever uh, the wind takes us. But yeah, the lack of music. And it was one specific episode. Fight scene. Oh my god. So it was the second last episode. Um, it was the, the Waking Ally, I think. Unless I've written Walking. I think it's Waking. But uh, the second last, like the penultimate episode. Yeah. yeah, it was always when people were... F- there was twice, I think, when there was fighting. And the music. And I think you were like... Should have done with some music there. <laughs> what it was, was like, obviously... I'm, I'm, I know it's a stage fight and we've we talked about this in the Aztecs as well and yeah. some of it was like they need a bit of noise over that because you could hear like shuffly feet on a studio floor yeah but this one they were swinging fists and all blatantly missing because because you're of not course. actually allowed to punch each other yeah but already some of them weren't maybe shot at the best angle to disguise the fact that it yeah. was pretend fighting and there was no set so there was no, no impact no smacking sound there was no impact nobody hit the ground and made a noise <laughs> 
and that's the one where you like bring a bit of brass in, like for a bit of come on, for some some, some, some strings or something like some screechy string. There was nothing, and it's mm. just it's quite an uncomfortable. It's only maybe about thirty seconds, a minute, but it's a really uncomfortable squabble. Yeah. in silence when it's meant to be dramatic it's just really odd I could have done with some of the some of the over dramatic music from an unearthly child yeah. there honestly yeah and then nobody even makes a noise like being hit there's no, no. like scuffly noises or anybody struggling or like a Argh! like there's nothing yeah it was so weird it's like a mime and they've gone oh we'll sort this out in the dub lads and then didn't yeah and uh... but also in one of those fights iconic moment where the doctor hits one of the robo-men with his stick. Yeah, it just appears out of a hole in the... Are they down a sewer at that point or something? Yeah. They're down underground. And he's like, ah! He a hole with a walking stick and clubs them across the back of the head, which is just lovely. I was going to say, um, there's another iconic Cassie quote here. God. Stop where you said, never cruel, never cowardly, but also never afraid to use his stick. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, I'm sure I harked back to something else about that when he was quite happy to be clubbing people with... Again, was it the Aztecs when he was quite no, happy to be launching stones? Uh, an unearthly oh, no, child. It, yeah, yeah, it was. It was my caveman. You, you said, I don't carry a gun, but... <laughs> Wait, what was it? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I never carry a gun, whereas this big, sharp rock... Pointy stone I don't, I don't, I don't have an, yeah, 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 I don't oh, have an issue God. with a stone. I love an iconic but classical. But he's just... Because he later on says about, like, um, you know, I never end a life unless my own is in danger. Or I never yeah, take a life, yeah. which was quite... I mean, obviously, he's never been violent up until this point, particularly yeah. apart from now and again with these pointy stones. But that that becomes a real plot point. Yeah. Even more so into the modern stuff, like, all the way through. Well, that's integral to his character, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that was a bit of a moment, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nice. Remember we were talking about other kind of awkward, the scuffling thing. Yeah. Did you mention the empty plates, or is that really petty? <laughs> I've forgotten about those. The, and the tins. Oh, when they were eating out of stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's like, give them At some point in the quarries, when they're at the, the oh, mine, yeah. and they're meant to be eating out of tins, and they're blatantly scooping an empty tin, because you can hear the scraping, <laughs> lifting an empty spoon out of it and shoving it in their mouth, pretending to eat, and you're I just thought like, I could see... were just holding them. I thought I could see a wee something on their spoon sometimes. But... On the plate one, yeah. yeah, they had like a morsel each <laughs> to try and spin out for a whole... Oh, that was gutting for for uh, Barbara and Susan, wasn't it, when those two women... Oh, that witchy wee woman. And they brought them in, and then they... Handed them over to the Daleks. He's meant to be northern, but apparently, on my inconsistent accents, is yes. also entirely Cockney. Yeah, with they, their dogs. Oh yeah, she was like, yeah, they were they were wanting to come. They're meant south. to have arrived in the north, which is really oh, yeah. already quite sixties BBC of like, yeah. there's London and then the, the north, north. <laughs> like the foreign land that yeah. is. And she was like, the dogs will get you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cockney as it comes. Jesus. I think she was meant to be doing some sort of generalised northern accent. Yeah. It was, yeah. quite, it was questionable. I do want us to spend some time talking about the beautiful ending, but I know there's I've got another few things just here and there that Let's we've got like your loose ends that we, yeah I, I want to tie up some loose ends. So we did mention how white it is, and which isn't specific to the story because all of it all of it is, but BBC Britain. But yeah, I think it was. I think. I think what I think what it was. I think the reason that we that you can applied it then was just because it was a big group of people that had all been you know enslaved by the Dutch, yeah. and it was all meant to be in London as well, which we know is absolute melting pot. You know, 
And I guess more just, so these days than it was then as well. Though, but still, that, you like, know, this was what sixty four. Yeah, it's kind of mad that it. Everyone is white and everyone speaks or tries to speak with an RP accent. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of you know it's a bit grim, as we know. Modern Who I think does a lot to to address that, but yeah. It's just when you saw a crowd, and I think particularly when it's in black and white, yeah, as it is, is there's absolutely no variation to yeah. any faces at all. It's kind of nice that that looks odd to us, though. Yeah, you know? it definitely shows where we're yeah. from. And I guess at the time it probably didn't look odd to no, people. Because, then, it? Which yeah. is not right. Sure. You know, you can't make excuses for it. I know people go, oh, that's, it was, that was how it was at the time. It's not okay, but yeah. I can't do much about it. Now. Yeah, sure. And at least uh, we've moved on from that yeah. and we're getting better but work, but yeah you're right so apparent the minute there's a crowd you're yeah. like oh. I suppose for people of our generation that aren't used to seeing yeah. that where we are, have grown up yeah, in yeah. a proper mixture but you know I just feel like it needs to be mentioned sure um, I'm just picking out, out random things we haven't mentioned I like that Ian once again clobbered someone over the back of the head great stuff Classic I really enjoyed move. how much of his suede shoes were featured me too Oh, and his suit! He's a dapper gentleman he didn't, at all times. He, he did not unbutton that No, yeah. Like, fine, keep your jacket on. Maybe it's chilly. But it was buttoned up throughout. Like As was his shirt to the top. Tie has not moved. And at one point, at several points, actually, he straightens the tie. <laughs> like, I might be crawling through sewers. Right, regardless of what's going on, he's yeah. he's absolutely immaculate. Yeah, Ian's good. Um, but yeah, there's quite a lot of shots of his feet, just the way that there's sort of some climbing involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like, his lovely little suede shoes are just all oh, just yeah. brushed up. When he was crouched in his little capsule. Yeah. yeah. Until he rips his blessed jacket. And oh. even then, he still doesn't look awful. No, he's like, eh, I'm on in it. Bless him. Bless him. I liked that... In an effort to acknowledge that this was the future, it was the, it was the it was twenty one whatever. At some point, they mentioned the astronaut fair. Yeah, that was the only sort of nod to it being futuristic. Yeah. Oh, because even the truck is like a fifties sixties truck. It's from the transport museum. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Which was a sort of really good cop out in one well, way. Like, oh, yeah. go to the transport museum because then these are old these days, and you're like, no, it's just the nearest yeah. truck. Well done, guys. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really even clock that. Which, but of course, that's why they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember why the astronaut fair came up. I think someone just mentioned it in passing. I was like, oh right, yeah, the astronaut fair. Yeah, because there's absolutely nothing else. Because even future. Down to, like the people, and I know obviously they're kind of like an enslaved race, and they've been living underground and what have you. But yeah. none of them are in anything out of time, fashion wise. Like they haven't sure. even attempted to make like the sort of cliche sci-fi futuristic outfit thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we're just all still in yeah. like trousers and jackets. Jenny's and wearing a balaclava for a lot of it. Jenny's cutting about in a balaclava. Yeah. Wouldn't have fitted over Barbara's hair though. No! Like imagine Barbara put, doesn't adopt a balaclava. Imagine putting a balaclava over Barbara's hair. It would be a sin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what other things do I have to say? Um, do we want to mention the alligators? <laughs> terrifying alligators that must have been oh a good three inches long <laughs> I have so a lot of questions like what were they it was also unnecessary when they were, were they like, like came in or something it might be a plot line that they would be like oh there's alligators in the sewers and obviously, like, oh no we've added some peril and then obviously they'd gotten hold of whatever that was a caiman a small whatever it was it was just a baby alligator do you it think was... it was a baby alligator yeah yeah it was just a tiny one a baby. presumably you couldn't afford to hire out a six foot one for like a three second shot 
it seems like they had the option to get one and they were like, oh yeah, um, I loved that, that the excuse was all the animals have escaped from the zoo. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the fact he's like, well, everything else died though, but the alligators have thrived today. <laughs> we also couldn't afford a lion. Um, <laughs> but finally, <at> the- <laughs> it's just so sweet because it does that little close up of its face and it's meant to be scary and it's just cute. It's so you can cute. You hear the little baby crocodile noise that it would make yeah. and you're like, oh, or alligator or whatever. Yeah. But it's just blatantly a little one. It's almost that, you know, when they slightly smile and you're yeah. like, oh, look at oh, it. And look it's clearly just baby. sitting in like six inches of water <laughs> in like somebody's aquarium at home and they're just like, whoa, look at the scary alligator. And oh, then, it's funny. And it's, it's just another one of these things that didn't need to be mentioned, but I don't want it to be removed either, because it's lovely. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was a good moment. There was a high body count yes. in this episode. Yeah. So many people died, and it slowly, is. as we've addressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we did say a couple of times on the way through, going, this is still continuing to be quite dark. Yeah. Um, it's funny, because you expect it to be the other way. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of it was... Grimmer, darker than than you who. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that's weird. Um yeah. But enjoyed it, you know, it really fit that story and Yeah. Okay, so are we ready to talk about this ending? Oh, are you ready? I feel like you weren't ready for it first time round. I don't want to open up a wound again, man. Well, I'm gonna start by actually not mentioning that, but just I noticed in my notes there was a scene, I think, in the first couple of episodes where it's uh, it's Susan talking to the doctor, and he she's trying to tell him the plan that basically David's David's been saying to her like oh we should go and do this and she's relaying that to the doctor and the doctor's a bit like I feel like you are valuing my like sorry I feel like you're valuing David's word over mine right now and she's like no I just like I just feel like this is his time and he knows the situation and I just think and then you see the doc I think when David comes back you see the doctor kind of turns it completely yeah and he's like and he's like all right well young man what what do you think we should do and you see susan kenny she's really pleased with that because david sort of dips to his authority as well a little bit and goes yeah. well you know i respect you as the elder of the group what do yeah. you think and he totally flips it around and it's just lovely it's really touching and he's got that little twinkle that i keep talking mm. about with with my first doctor it's easy to forget that they are good actors because there's so many things that are maybe you know the the time and the and mm. the budget is against them or just like Mm-hmm. the the situation they've been put to mm-hmm. act in is yeah. is strange and wacky but then when they get just the lovely human se- yeah, yeah. scene they uh, it's always really mm-hmm. really good i mean even i think ian and the doctor had a really nice scene at the at the start when they're kind of wandering around they don't know where barbara and susan are and they just get some time to kind of talk and yeah yeah, yeah. and you get some, you get some really nice stuff and again talking about the quality of the acting we did there's a few bits in this you'll notice, and I think the the more of the first Doctor's episodes you see, obviously, like William Hartnell was actually getting on a bit at this point. Yeah. And we were saying he's like, not how that much... old though, but is he just not well? And well, I mean... yeah, he was just kind of flagging a wee bit, I think. Just a bit frail. Yeah, I mean, he was, and it, it's um, how much in this episode there are just a few moments when he does kind of stumble over the lines a little bit. Oh, it's like that throughout, man. But, but yeah. it does. I think you'll see it. it does gradually get a little bit more prevalent. I don't okay. know whether just because you've been watching it for longer that you tune into it more. I'm not yeah. sure. But I think what's really nice, what I was trying to say when we were watching, was like it doesn't take away from the episodes. No. Because when he does it, I mean, one of the scenes is you know coming towards the end when they're in the Dalek ship and they're making their big escape 
and they've had this bright idea and like yes we can do that and he's all excited and then he kind of bleh, bleh, and he stutters over a line yeah but you think well do you know what it's quite it adds something to it that a you know actors now would be like, oh i fluffed it oh no start again do it again yeah. do it again but he just carries on and the rest of them completely go with it like nobody else has got that panic look of like he's just fluffed his lines mm. And I guess, you know, when you are excited and you were panicking or you were, you, were, you do kind of trip over your words and it adds something to it that he's almost, how fast the doctor's brain works, that he's like, rrr, 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 because yeah. stuff's happening and it, it doesn't take away from it. Oh God, this doddery old guy can't get his lines right because it's totally not like that. No, I agree with you. I think it really adds, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm like, I know he's just getting his, his words wrong and I don't, but it does kind of add a, an immediacy to it and a, yeah. I've kind of, an energy that also the other actors don't really know yeah, what they're like, gonna get. But I think as well, like how the professionalism of them all that they just work with it. Like nobody stops, nobody's knocked mm. by it, nobody's thrown by it. Like yeah. oh, we fluffed lines. Yeah, they're all quite capable of just going, and he picks it up so quickly, corrects it, and moves on, and it's fine. And the rest of them just go with it. Nobody bats an eyelid if yeah. there is the odd little stutter. It does give it a certain sort of energy that's quite, um, that yeah, that does give it a kind of realness almost. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's kind of nice. So this ending, I don't know why all the business of the shoe happens. No, I'm st- still. No, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know I what guess that added to it. was just a it. plot point for the doctor to do that sort of like I'm caring for you because you're my grandchild, and then actually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know to get onto that subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's like she needs him because he's like, I'll fix it. I'll yeah. make it new. And she's going, I've got other ones, and he's like, No, no, I will yeah, help yeah. you. I will take you under my wing, and then it flips it again. There is something about that image of her at the end, though, with only one shoe on, and she just looks so, so kind of vulnerable, but also, mm-hmm. she's and then you know, and then you've got that lovely bit where David holds out his hand and she takes it and. It's a proper transfer, isn't it? Oh, really it's sweet. a proper beautiful moment where she's like, okay, well now I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to do this thing on my own. It's really beautiful. I don't really know what else to say about it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful scene. It's genuinely really good. I'm a bit sad to see Susan go because I feel like I feel like she wasn't actually served all that well, you know? Like, I think yeah. there could have been more episodes with her where you got to see... Because that's the only... I think presumably that's the only time we see anything like that sort of dynamic i mean i guess you could argue you've got um the doctor as a parental figure in other episodes i know there's yeah. the doctor's daughter and stuff but not like that and that's so specific and so unique to the show it's just this tiny bit where you get him with a family member and and another person from gallifrey and i just feel like more could have been done with that like her character should be more interesting than what they they show yeah and they have her really screaming a lot, which whenever she was doing, like, for example, in that end scene when, I don't know, when she was talking to David and she was tr- tr- sort of trying to, it seemed like she was trying to pretend that she was okay and that, like, that was a really beautiful scene. And and then, and I think we both kind of groaned a little bit when she was like, oh, David, I do love you. I do love you. Yeah, We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how much of that is direction or or whatever, but no, it was a really beautiful mm-hmm. scene when he and it's interesting to me that that's something that's really on brand that kind of um him not letting her back in the tardis it is yeah on brand. I, obviously this yeah. is the first companion that's ever left, 
at this stage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but yeah. you know, the, from from this point in the series, we've never that's always been that little team. So it's the first time they did it, and I think they really cracked it. Yeah, like they, and they did set a precedent for how it's done that it's always actually a bit of a tearjerker, just yeah, about yeah. always a bit of a an emotional one. Yeah, it was really nice, and I know like there are some cl- complaints, and I've complained about this a little bit in New Who about how sometimes I think they've tried to correct it in some ways that about the Doctor kind of taking agency away from his companions. So I know for a lot of people, Donna losing her memories and things is very uncomfortable for people. They don't like that mm-hmm. their choices are being taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And I think they try to correct that a little bit when, when the same thing sort of happens with Clara and she's like, no, don't do that. But I I felt like it was a little different in this episode because it's obviously clear that Susan wants to stay, but she mm-hmm. feels obligated to to be with her little elderly granddaughter. Yeah, and she feels responsible for him. So I it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. I thought it was I thought it was really I thought it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genuinely had had a little, we both had a little sob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I knew it was coming, and it still yeah. catches you. William Hartnell was sublime. Yes, he was so good. Beautiful. He delivered it so well. And beautiful moment, Caroline Ford and the actor who played Jamie David as well. They were both just beautiful as mm-hmm. well. And I like that, of course I love Ian and Barbara, but I like that they did sideline them a little bit. In yeah, they, I don't think they needed to get anybody involved. I think no. that, that what was really sweet about that is that, you know, the series started off with like Susan and her grandfather being quite isolated. Yeah. You know, and it was just the two of them kind of secretly in their little box and they didn't tell anybody where they lived and, you know, and how cross he was mm. that they had been discovered. And then, you know, for it to have expanded into, like, a team of four and the whole, particularly this story, that they've all had really important roles but that it just finished, that it was about the two of them yeah. and their relationship again. It was quite a nice yeah. way of rounding it off. And I guess what I hadn't considered either is that that means the doctor is now close enough and has a close enough relationship with Ian and Barbara that he's he's happy to let her go and yeah. to and to and to keep travelling with them and well, that they're his friends. Something into him that he wants to travel again and he's saying, Oh, I'll come back and you know yeah. you just think it's maybe actually done him the power of good to be, yeah. you know, pushed out into the world a little bit and that actually maybe he's found that joy of travelling again. What a beautiful speech that was that he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I think it's that little clip of like, oh yeah, one day I shall return. Mm. That that's been used quite a lot, but quite often out of context. You know, particularly when you come down to all these anniversaries and, yeah. and things, that little bit always gets shown, and you don't actually know what the rest of that speech yeah. is. A lot of people aren't aware of quite how much of a moment that is. So. I would. I wonder why they've never gone back to Susan. Mm-hmm. In the series, I wonder what that's to do with it. Do you think it's? Do you think I think, it gets... I think it was because like Caroline Ford left, but it'd be interesting. Like it's never even really been mentioned in New Who or anything. Yeah. Like never referred back. I have to... a feeling she does big finish. She yeah, and she herself still does a lot of the um, conventions and yeah, side yeah. Of things. Like she turns up to a lot. I think she's still very much. But do you know what I have a theory? Part of the show. I have a theory, and it could be completely wrong. But I have a theory that maybe the reason that they haven't addressed her character again, unless they do in Classic Who, I don't think they do, but in New Who is that do you think they're a bit intimidated by the canon because then you have to start asking 
Okay, like, so if he has a mother a, and a yeah yeah, you have yeah, to start yeah. asking more questions. You have to start answering more questions. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of these things that is a massive can of worms to open. Yeah, and they have done those little references to it. You know, when like when the doctor goes, "Oh, I'm a grandfather. I've been mm-hmm. a father several," and you're like, "Wait, what?" Well, his pictures on um, Twelve's desk. I know. Aww. See things like that, and so I think nice. that's en- for me. That's enough. Because you're like, you're yeah. never going to be able to... Because you'd either have to just, you know, go back and, like, recast somebody that looks like Carol Ann Ford, and then it's just so dangerous of what you're going to step on. Well, no, and... not necessarily, because she's... She, yeah, and then, well, that's it. Could could she regenerate? Well, is yeah, she yeah. only half time or Do we know? I mean... This is the thing, because they didn't know about... Re- they hadn't invented regeneration then, right? Not at this point, So no. it's like, yeah, she's living with David. What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, there's too many questions. Yeah, I think... I wonder if they'll just never do it, yeah, because it's too complicated. Well, I think we should round it up there. I yeah, think we covered I think we've it all. covered a lot. Cool. So yeah, before we wrap up completely, do you want to share your yeah, uh, where you can be followed and contacted? Yeah, I mean, most of the time I'm probably on our own social media anyway because it's yeah. quite often myself and Shona that take part in these things. Yeah, so. I have mentioned this. I think in my um series one roundup that that Kazi helps me so much with the social media side of things because I'm crap uh so often if you interact with the podcast it may be me but it might also be Kazi. I tend to try and sign mine off with a C so they know it's not you because nice. <laughs> a lot of stuff's probably directed to you and then I remember it like, like hello um, so I will yeah. I try and identify myself <laughs> but generally like picture posting and stories and stuff is me anyway yeah. so you can always do that um, if not, I am at Caroline Holly X on Instagram, and I am at box underscore floral on Twitter. I had to think about that. That's that. Yes. Um, but I'm probably tagged in a lot of things on our page now as well. I pop up now and again. Um, that's true. And um, yeah, please have a look at the podcast on social media. We're doing our best to be <laughs> to be active on it. And yeah, th- I want to say. I think I said this in the series one round of it anyway but I want to say while we're both here like a big thank you to the Doctor Who podcast community on Twitter because it's so active and so welcoming and the nicest people yeah and it's it's never felt like a rivalry or like a competition like oh we're in their market it's always been like there's more people here to talk to which is a really cool way to be it's a really nice community to be part of and I'm hoping that we can get some of them hello if you're listening some of them to some of them to feature on the podcast we've had some a couple of discussions so far so that would be really fun okay i think that's us yeah right. so this has been my adventure in space and time we've been shona and cassie bye my adventure in space and time is hosted and produced by shona stevenson with music by shona stevenson and artwork by robbie stevenson special thanks to caroline donald for all her support and to anyone listening you can hear more on the website at myadventureinspace.wixsite.com slash podcast or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at myadventurepod. Thanks for coming along on the adventure. Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. 